Thanks for joining us on the Crenshaw Christian Center New York podcast. And remember these words, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's jump into the lesson. I got two things going on, two messages going on inside of me this morning. A couple days ago, I was on the internet and I came across a, a, a headline. And the headline said, maybe some of you saw it, it said, Televangelist is asking people, y'all saw this? To pay for his new jet. And the minister was Jesse Duplantis. Does anybody know Jesse Duplantis? So I, I clicked on it, and it was uh, it was a newscast. And apparently, it's been on it's been on CBS and Good Morning oh, America yeah. about this. And they were saying that he was asking people to help him pay for his new jet. Now he's had three jets, amen. This would be his fourth jet, taught all over the world. And they were they were railing on about it. So I, I I clicked on his site, and actually he was explaining you know, on his site, that he never asked people to pay for the jet. He was just asking people to be in agreement for him to receive the jet. Right, right. Exactly. Big difference. Big difference. Big so big what difference. they were saying on, on, on the over the airwaves was just flat out untrue. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> and think about this. See, that's why they call, that's what one of the names for Satan is called. He's called the prince of the power okay. of the air. So be very careful what you hear. Careful. That's why Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. Yeah. Now, now, we sit here at Crenshaw Christian Center today, Sunday, June uh, uh, 3rd, right? Answer me a question by a show of hands. How many, you can start the clock, how many people were here from the beginning? Raise your hand. Pretty good amount. Amen? Put your hands down. How many people were here, have been here for at least 10 years? Praise God. How about people who have been here less than 10 years? Raise your hand. Pretty good amount. <laughs> for you people who have been here less than 10 years, let me explain something to you. Crenshaw Christian Center would not be in existence were it not for the use and the availability of a private jet. It's the truth. You wouldn't even be here. Because Apostle Price got the vision of Crenshaw, New York, long before he established it back in 2001, but he had no means to initiate it. Once he got the private jet in 2001, he and his, and his entire staff, not the entire staff, but his staff came here for every single Thursday night for a whole year to establish this church. That's how you stand in here. That's how you sitting here today. So when they talk about prosperity, prosperity is what got us here. A man of God who had the integrity, had the honesty, and the understanding, the word of God, that prosperity was part of the, of the gospel, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, took advantage, and we sit in the fruit of that right here today. Amen? Just wanted to clean that up real quick. So about... I don't know, 20, 1994, 95-ish, I'm sitting at home. I'm from Jersey, amen? I got a nice crib on the Jersey Shore, a little town called Longbridge, New Jersey. My home, Jesse here, Jesse here? My friend Jesse's from Longbridge. We're from the same hometown. 
Amen. And I'm sitting there in 1995, somewhere around in there, and got a nice, got a nice, got a nice little pad, got a nice little pad. Central Lab, about a mile from the beach. It's a beach town. I can walk to the beach in 10, 15 minutes. What? 10 or 15, I can walk to the beach. I ain't in New York City. Y'all got this. Praise God. I live on the beach, born and raised on the beach. And I'm sitting in my, in my three-bedroom central air-conditioned apartment with nice plush furniture, and I'm channel surfing at, at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. In my sin and enjoying it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it'd be funny. In my sin and enjoying it. And who comes up on the TV? Right? Dr. Price. Right? Standing there with a the Bible, teaching the word. And the thing that's striking about him is that he's not teaching the word in a traditional sense. We would have rolled on in the choir. He's teaching with a suit and a tie with the Bible in his hand. And he says something to me, and when he starts to broadcast, you remember how he starts to broadcast? He says, welcome to ever-increasing faith. Remember these words from the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by and hearing by the Thank God for another privilege and opportunity to share with you the living word of God. Now, here's the brilliance of that, of that, of that statement. He, said, he says that, and they continue to say that, every single Sunday that, we, that faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. So every single Sunday morning that you turn on that broadcast, you heard, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know what happened? you begin to develop faith for hearing the word of God. That's how brilliant he was. Or that's how, let's put it like this, that's how brilliant the Holy Spirit was through him. Amen? At the end of the broadcast, he, he quoted another scripture. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, which says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? Faith comes by hearing, we walk by faith, not by sight. So the two bookers, no matter what he taught that particular Sunday, the two bookers started with faith, ended with faith. Why? Because faith is the most important subject that you can learn after you get born again. And we should understand faith. We should understand what faith is, how faith works, because the Bible says in Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it is it's impossible. You can't do anything aside from faith. The blessings of God can only, the promises of God can only be accessed by faith. So if you ain't got no faith, you don't understand faith, you stuck. Praise God. You just spinning your wheels. Praise God. And that's why you, when people, when you talk about you go to a particular church, you have the first thing you have to understand is that you have to hear something about faith. And here's the beautiful thing about, about we who were there in the beginning. For the first year, amen, the first subject that Apostle Price, Dr. Price did, the first subject he taught was how faith works. How it works. 
first of all, do you have faith? And the brilliant thing about him is when, 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 when I was so like, you know, off in terms of my ignorance of the word of God that on the broadcast, you could send for a book, a free book. I don't even need no news to, no to teach this thing. He said, you can send for a free book. The book was called Building on a Firm Foundation. You remember, remember that book? Yeah. In that book, let me find it. In that book, I was reading through that book, and I got to page eight. Amen? And when I got to page eight, if I have it here, you did write it down there, didn't you? Did I bring that? Let me paraphrase what he said. He said on page 8 that you should know who has the book. You have the book? Yeah. Let me have that. Thank you. I got it. Here's the book. On page 8, it says, being born again or saved is the most important thing in your life. He says, you should know whether you are saved as well as you know your own name. I know that's right. Amen. It says, if you are not sure about your salvation, I'm reading the book. He says, if you are not sure about your salvation, he says, I urge you to stop right now and clear this matter up. That statement changed my life. Because watch this, you would think that the person would want you to read the book first and get to that part at the end of the book. He said, man, stop reading the book and clear this thing right up right now. Praise God. And he and the prayer was right behind. Here's the prayer. It said, dear God, prayer for salvation. It said, dear God, I come to you with a humble heart and with gratitude for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to take away my sin that I might have right standing with you. I accept Jesus now as my Savior and Lord. Right. And I turn from my past life to a renewed life. In you through him. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you now for accepting me as your child. You said in your word that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I would be saved. I have just made this confession. I believe your word. I believe that I am now saved and I thank you for the gift of salvation and for accepting me as, accepting me as your child. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 My life changed just like that. I was saved because, the, because at that point in time where I'm sitting in my little air-conditioned three-bedroom plush crib, right, in my sin and enjoying it, I thought that 35, 40 years ago when I got baptized in water, I was saved. Had no clue. Because baptism in water is just identification of your right standing with Christ. It's not indeed the fact that you are saved. Salvation is based on a confession of Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, according to Romans 10, 9, and 10. Now, here's, now, now watch this. Here's another thing. In this, it says, it says, when you start the prayer, it said, Dear God, I come to you with a humble heart with gratitude. Now, after he makes the confession, then he says, Dear Heavenly Father. Yes. Because before you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he is not your Father. To you, he's just God. To me, he's Abba, Father. Praise God. So when I speak to him, I speak to him as my Father. 
Father, I thank you. Father, you said, Father, 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 Father. Jesus himself calls him, O righteous Father. Amen. 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 So I'm sitting in my sin, and this man, this, 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 this humble man, but bold man, is teaching me the word of God. And in, and in, in a few short lessons, my whole life, anybody else's life changed me? You got a whole God's friend, Casey Price? And I, and I was able to, and see, because I was taught the word of God, I was able to filter everything I heard after I, after I got into this ministry and got the word of God. I could, I could filter everything through this word. So you just can't tell me anything because I have a filter. You understand? I have a lens through which I can look at what you say to me. And if it don't line up with what's in this word, you can take that stuff and throw it in the garbage. I don't even want to hear it. Praise God. So it says we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by the word. Praise God. Now, if you, if you, now, now, if you turn in your Bibles to, to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, I want to talk about a pastor. Amen. I want to talk about pastor. Specifically, I want to talk about my pastor, our pastor, the pastor of this church. Praise God. Ephesians 4, verse 11. You got it? Right? You know the scripture. It says, now here's the, here's the brilliance of Apostle Christ. This is what makes him different. This is what makes this church different. We don't teach about the word. We actually teach the word. So we take the word, amen, and we pull it apart and we look at it specifically. You don't have to teach philosophically about the word. Just take the word and look at what it says. For instance, amen, in Ephesians 4, verse 11, it says, and he himself, right? It doesn't say, and he, it says, and he himself. That means that Jesus himself did this, right? It says, and he himself gave some, not all, right? To be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the, the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. What is the work of ministry? To seek and to save the lost. Number one. The second part is to live life more abundantly. That is part of the ministry. Because why? Because that's what Jesus said he came for. I came to seek and to save the lost. I have come that you may have and enjoy life and have it more abundantly. Right? For the work of the ministry, amen, for the edifying, that word edifying means to strengthen the body of Christ until till or until we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect or mature man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children. This is the important part. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. If you don't know the word of God, people are plotting against you. Amen. People are plotting against you. Malcolm said it like this. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok, 
led astray. Which is exactly what would happen if you don't know the word of God. Amen? And understand the idea of walking by faith and not by sight. See, when it says walk by faith and not by sight, it's talking about walking by the word. Because the word of God is the word of faith. Romans 10.8 says the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess... But it says the word of faith. So the word of God is the word of faith. So to walk by faith is walk by the word. But how are you going to walk by the word if you don't even know it? And how are you going to know if there ain't nobody there to teach you? And how are you going to know who's there to teach you if they don't teach you the right thing, the right way, based on what he himself gave to them? Paul said it like this in Galatians 1.12, For I received from the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. In 1 Corinthians 11, we, we read it this morning from community. He said, for I received from the Lord. I didn't get this in my own strip. He said, I received it from the Lord. Galatians 1.12 says, I received it by revelation. I didn't receive this gift from man. I received it by revelation. But guess what? The revelation comes from the Holy Spirit. Come on, man. Amen. So if you didn't get it from the Holy Spirit, you didn't get it. So why would you be, and most churches, you know I'm telling the truth, most church, this is not a knock, it's just an observation. Most churches don't believe in being filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. It's true. So if you don't believe in that, then where's the revelation going to come from? That's why, watch this. That's why he says in Ephesians 4.11, he said, and he himself gave some. Right? Not all. Watch this. Not even most of them. He gave some, but not most of them. That's what the Spirit said to be. See, I hear he gave some, not all. But then the Spirit said he gave some, not most. Most of them that stand up, they ain't filled. So how are you going to stand up with the authority of, of, of Jesus Christ? Amen. 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 Well, 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 watch this. Well, well Jesus Christ, well, 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 this, well, we ain't we, we supposed to speak in tongues today. Jesus Christ believes in speaking in tongues. You see? Mark 16. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall do what? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Not might recover. Not hope to recover. They will recover. Amen. So if you don't recover, what's that saying? Must not be in belief. Because Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. There's a connection. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Then in verse 10, he flips it. He says, for with the heart, one believes. And with the mouth, confession is made. Confession is made in what? It's made until you believe in your heart, what you confess with your mouth. And when you believe it in your heart, you confess it with your mouth. Confess, believe. Confess, believe. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. I believe I'm healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. So if I keep hearing it, faith going to come. And when I get faith in my heart to the point where I believe it in my heart, 
I get the manifestation of what I've been believing for. Turn to Mark 11, 23. Where's my Bible? I ain't got my Bible. I'm up for my Bible, baby. He says this thing so many different ways. You, 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 you got to hire somebody? Hire somebody help you miss this up. Go and turn to Mark 11, 23. It says the, almost the exact same thing. Mark 11, 23. You know the scripture. Yes. Amen. You got it? Yes. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, said to this city, be removed, said to this black, be removed, right? And be cast into the sea and shall not doubt where? Shall not doubt where? But shall believe where? In his heart, right? Those things which he says or confesses will be done. He will have whatever he says. Watch this. Positive or negative. That's right. You will have, you better watch your mouth. If you can't say something that's in line with God's word, you need to just keep just keep it shut. Put a lid on it. Put a sock in it. Amen. Because what you hear, your faith comes by, which is gonna affect your heart. See? See a lot of people who 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 get sick. And may not, and don't necessarily survive. This is not a judgment. This is not a judgment. Hear my heart. But your life is controlled by you. You can live as long as you want to live. We know many people who did things to short circuit their life at an early age. They controlled it. If they could, if they control the shortness of their life, then you can control. He says, "With long life, I satisfy you, and show you my salvation." That's Psalm ninety-one. So, if you ain't satisfied, keep on living, keep on moving. But this, but watch this. The most important thing in life to keep moving is to walk by, and not by. Because faith is what allows us to receive the promises of God. Faith goes into the heavenly realm and brings that which is in the heavenly realm into the earth. That's the only way it can be done. You can't hope for it. You can't wish for it. It has to be done by faith. Guess what church you sitting in? Guess who you sitting under? Guess what his assignment has always been? The teaching of the word of faith. So you in the spot. Amen. You on Broadway. It doesn't get any better than this for us. Amen. Because we can edify. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. A lot of people don't believe. A lot of ministries don't believe in speaking with other tongues. Man, Jude 20 says, beloved, building yourself up in your most. Ooh. Think about that. Building yourself up in your most holy faith. Watch this. What's most holy faith? Think about this. Even if you don't know what most holy faith is, here's what you do know. The only way you can get to it is by speaking with other tongues. 
That's the only way you can get most holy faith. So most holy faith supersedes faith. It seems like it's another step above, above regular faith. So if you're praying in the tongue, and praying in tongues, and you don't know what you're saying or what you're praying about, you can release most holy faith for the manifestation of it anyway. Right. Father, I believe I receive that by most holy faith. One more, more, yeah, Nick. He shall not our most soul. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Father, I release most holy faith for that situation to come to pass in my life. In Jesus' name. Because hope, because when you're praying, aren't you praying? You're praying a prayer. It is prayer, correct? How do we end our prayers? Jesus' name. So whenever you pray in the Spirit, finish it all by, I receive that in Jesus' name. What, what you receiving? That was first Corinthians says, the eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has for those who love him. Anybody love God? I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the hearts of man the things that God has for those who love him. But watch this. But God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. So the only way you can get revelation from God is by the Spirit. And if you ain't filled with the Spirit, you ain't got nothing coming. You, got, you might have mercy, but you ain't got grace. Amen? And I'll take mercy, but I'll take mercy and grace. See, mercy was what I, see, I think it's explained like this. Mercy is when you receive something or when you don't receive something. Say it again, Diane. Mercy is what? When you receive something you don't deserve. Mercy is when you don't receive something that you do deserve, that you don't deserve, whatever. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But he gives us mercy and grace. See, when I, see when, I was, when I was not born again, when I was in sin, that's mercy. Because he wasn't obligated to take care of me. That's mercy. To position me to a point where I come to the knowledge of the truth of God's word and receive salvation, be blessed, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's mercy. On this side of salvation, man, that's grace. Amen? Romans 5.1. Look at Romans 5.1. Love this scripture. Beautiful scripture. I, I, I quoted it earlier. In Romans 5.1, he says, let me get that. Romans 5.1. Therefore, have been justified by faith. Amen. Or declared righteous. It says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We're standing in the grace of God. Born of, led by, filled with his spirit. Amen. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are all that in a big old bag of chips. <laughs> But you have to receive it and accept it and stop waiting for it to come. It has already come upon you. Amen? It's already on you. You're standing in it. Receive it by grace. Man, anybody see LeBron James play the other night? Yes. Amen? 
That man stands in a grace to do something that very few people have been able to do at that level. Amen. Amen. But, but, but watch this. And very few people can do what he can do. Young people. With this word, you can be the LeBron James of anything that you put your hand to. With this word. If you learn the word and apply this word by faith. See, LeBron is LeBron, but, I'm, but watch this. But I'm Nate. Amen. I'm standing in the grace of God. And I can do the exact same thing that he can do on my level if I do it by faith. That's right. Because faith levels the playing field. That's right. It levels the playing field. There are no advantages to a person that walks by faith and not by sight. Amen. And this pastor taught it to us, hook, line, and sinker. Amen. So he's our father. He's our, he's, he's our father. Praise God. Where were we? I was in Ephesians, wasn't I? Chapter 4. Huh? He gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Right? For the, for, so, you know, so, so says verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect or mature man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. Right? With every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craft of the city, but speak the truth of love. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, like I said before, probably don't believe in being filled with the Holy Spirit, but you see references to all over the place. In Acts 2.38, this is the Paul, Apostle Peter saying, he says, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, not the forgiveness of sins. God doesn't forgive your sins because you can't remember all your sins. You can't confess all your sins. You don't remember all your sins you did over your lifetime. So he missed them or he treats them as if they never happened. He wipes them out. He blots them out. Do you know what forgiveness of sins is for? That's for the church. He will forgive my sins. That's 1 John 1.8. If we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. Now, look at that scripture again. Listen to it. Listen to it. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us, not them, from all unrighteousness. John 1.9. Pardon me. John 1 9. Cleanse us, not them. We are in a specific place in time. We are in a specific place in the world. That's why he calls us the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Because of where we stand. For by grace we stand in the faith and the grace of God. Amen? Amen. But we have to understand it and accept it and receive it. That's why when we talk about healing, it's not something that we hope to receive. We believe. We we know. See, when I when I lay hands on my wife, my wife lays hands on me. I'm standing on First John five fourteen. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will. Well, what's His will? It, it's this word. Amen. It says He what He hears us, and if we know He hears us, whatever we ask. Whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions of God. God is good, family. God is a good God. 
and his mercy endures forever. Praise God. So I need you to walk by this faith. Walk not by sight. Walk by the word. Understand that this man, this, this man of God that we have that, that stood in our midst is a man of God like none other. Amen. I'm not saying that he's bigger than or better than, or anything, but he's like none other. He changed my life. Praise God. If he don't, if he don't get a jet and come to the Crenshaw Christian Center in New York and set up this church, I don't meet my wife. I might meet a wife, but when I got here, I met my wife. There's a difference. See, and I know she's my wife because I, I know what she puts up with every day. No, I mean, you have to understand these things. See, I, I, when I look upon myself and I say to myself, man, you, you went there? And she's like, just sweet. My wife can yell at me and not raise her voice. No. She can yell at me and not raise her voice. That's how I know that's my wife. Praise God. And, I, and how did I get my I got my wife by faith. Amen. I confess to Jesus Christ, Lord, you said in your word that a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Notice what he did not say. He did not say a male shall leave his He said a man. See the point? See the difference? He didn't say a male shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become. He said a man. So until I left my mother and father and became joined to my wife in Gaza, I wasn't even a man. I was just a male doing my maleish things. Praise God. But now, because of the man that, he, that he's caused me to be through this word taught to me by the apostle, praise God, I can, be a, I can be a man and a husband to my wife. Which means what? That means that I can take care of my wife or I endeavor to take care of my wife in a way that God wants to take care of. Not how I want to take care of. Because he has a specific way he wants to take care of. Right? Because he wants her to be taken care of in a way that's right and pleasing in his sight, not yours. Praise God. So watch this. If prosperity is not a part of it, then guess what? How can I take care of her the way he wants if, if, if I don't Hey, come on now. Talk to me. Because he wants to wear the best, live the best, wear, dress, you know, sleep in the best. Sleep with the best. <laughs> and vice versa. Because when she prayed for God, she prayed for God's best. Amen? That's not arrogance. That's not ego. That's just the word. He sent us his best so we could be his best. If he gave us his best, and that was lives on the inside of us. We must be his best. So she prayed for his best. That's what she got. That doesn't mean that I'm in the, in the fullness of it, but I'm, but, I'm, but I'm on my way. Praise the Lord. So when I take my wife to the store, I'll pray to take my wife to the store and show up and put clothes on based on what I can afford. I don't do that. I'll take her and show her clothes that cause her to walk by faith and not by sight. When I took, well, I took my wife, I ain't bragging. Don't, don't hear my heart. Hear my heart. See, see, a man's vision for his wife should always exceed his wife's vision. It should be higher than what she. So when, so when, so when we went to look at rings, amen. She went down. She wanted to go down to the diamond district. Fine, but they got thousands of rings down there. 
Amen. I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars on something I don't know what I'm looking at. That just doesn't make sense. Right? So you know why I took my wife? Tiffany's. <laughs> Amen? When, I, when we sat down at Tiffany's and they slipped that wedding band, when they slipped that engagement ring and slipped that wedding band on her man, she was, she was married right then and there. <laughs> why? Because my vision given to me by the Holy Spirit was greater than hers. It has to be. See, you understand them? See, you are her See, you are a husband. You know, the head of the, the wife is the husband. The head of the man is Christ. The head of Christ is God. That's just order in terms of provision. It doesn't mean that you, the head, like you are despot or you lord over. It just means in terms of provision and your responsibility to provide for her. Amen? Amen. As a woman of God, you, your, check should, your check should be your own. Your check should be your own. Your check don't pay no rent. Your check don't buy no food. Your check isn't... You better hear what I'm telling you. See, that's... See, see, and that's why... Watch, watch this. That's why a lot of women don't get mad because they don't have a high enough vision of what God has for them and they're looking for somebody to share. You can do that in the beginning. Yeah, you start out sharing, but the goal is always that you provide all support, all these based on what God has given to you. Amen. So I have to have a vision of prosperity. I got to have a vision of abundance. I got to sow seed because I know I need a certain amount of money so that when whatever comes to hand, I'm not, she, she can do what she want to do with it. Go to the gym. Go get a massage. Go buy some clothes. Go buy some nice clothes. That's, that's, but that's what I saw. When I went to cringe, when I went to, when I went to fit with them, and I, see, I was able to see these things. Man, I ain't even in my nose. I'm just talking. Praise God. Can y'all receive? Amen. Okay. When I went to, when I went to, when I went to cringe, when I went to, when I went to cringe or West, the Faith Dome, Man, I saw how them dudes was, was, was rolling with their wives. Dr. Price, Dr. Freeman, Dr. Hillier, all them brothers out there in California. Man, I said, I got to get married. <laughs> you, you know, be, be, watch this. Because, because, because I saw God's best for my life that I could be a blessing to somebody else besides myself. You understand what I'm trying to say? So I realized, man, that if, you know, that if I could just, Im see, that's why the Bible says to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. But you can't imitate something that you don't see. Huh? You can't. So I know what he does. I just watch what he does. Right? And, and, and I sold into his life, and the blessing came upon me to take care of my wife. I love taking care of my wife. You hear what I said? I love taking care of my wife. And I want to take care of my life more and more and more. And there's never a limit to the degree to which I want to take care of my wife. There ain't too much that she can get. Because she's supposed to have it. Because she's a child of the Most High God. And so are you. So believe God for his best. Amen.
When you walk, see, see, when you walk, see, exercise your faith all the time. Use your faith all the time. Use your faith on things you can't. See, the thing, see, I like to use my faith on things that I know I can't do on my own strength. Amen. Amen. Women like nice things. Amen. Women like nice things. My great desire is to give my wife nice things. Amen. Praise God. Amen. To give her nice things, to love her and cherish her. Amen. I don't always hit the mark, but I'm always, I'm always, I'm always moving in that direction. Amen. Amen. That's, what, that's what I was taught here in this church. That's how I was taught to see, to have a vision for my life. Amen. To think about what my life is going to be 10, 15 years. I'm 70 years old. Amen. Man, I'm, man, do you know I'm setting up my life for 80, 85, 90, 95, 100? I'm setting that thing up now. I'm putting that thing together now. The money I put away now, man, that's for 10, 15 years down the line. Well, suppose you in here, give it to the church, get somebody saved. Yeah, you always got something to do with it. Amen. And watch this. If she's still here, guess what? It's yours, baby. Do what you got to do. Pay your time, pay your office, and live the good life. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God wants, God wants his best for us. And you can't let some crazy preacher, some crazy somebody who doesn't even know God to sit up there and try to talk you out of God's best in your life. Don't do that stuff. Don't do that stuff. Walk by this word. Walk by the grace of God. Walk by the faith of God. Receive what God has given to you through the shed blood of Jesus. He's given you his best so that you can be his best, so you can express his best. It is not just for you because in Acts 1.8 it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. Now watch this. It says, and you shall be witnesses to me, not witnesses for me. I can witness for myself. But when people see the grace of God that's on your life, by the way, by your demeanor, by the way you present yourself, by the way you look, by the way you talk, by the way you dress, it says that's a witness that I am Lord, that I am Christ, that I am salvation. I'm everything that you're supposed to be. I'm everything that I'm supposed to be. Through you, I ain't on earth. Jesus is in heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. The only Jesus that they're going to see is sitting right there in that chair. I've got it right. Wherever God, wherever you are, God is. She got it right. Amen? Man, I'm out of time. God is good. Our hope is that you received something that you could apply to your life and strengthen your faith. At Crenshaw Christian Center, New York, we believe that the Word of God is practical for everyday application. Feel free to stay in touch with us via social media, or you can give us a call at 212-749-9323. If you're in the New York area, you're welcome to join us at one of our services. Our Sunday morning service is at the New Yorker Hotel at 945 a.m. That's on 34th Street and 8th Avenue in New York City. Or join us for Bible study on Thursday evenings at our fellowship office, 470 7th Avenue on the 6th floor, right in Herald Square. Thanks again for listening. And remember, walk by faith, not by sight.